1: all right guys we are back with another great episode of bass cast radio i am brian your host and yes tonight you just get me hank spent the week down in knoxville guys for the tennessee expo told me he had a great time but he got a little under the weather let's just say that much we ain't got hank with us tonight was kind of looking forward to that guys i was really looking forward to the update because that is a show that i miss i mean it's COVID hit. We all know that. Everything slowed down. Uh, and now that show is back. I ain't gonna lie, guys. There's a I talked to a couple different gentlemen who I know went down. Great time as always, but really missed going to the Knoxville, Tennessee expo. Um, looking forward, to hopefully, going back next year. <clears throat> but the Bass cast went down and hung out with everyone from Anglers Choice at their expo. Um, great time. Gotta see some great looking boats and catch up with a lot of different you know i guess you know i've been doing this thing for so long guys 14 years 14 years you heard that the basscast.com has been in business just going to the expos and going to all these special events for me is just a really cool time to catch up with everyone get to meet new people and just talk about 2023 and getting a season kicked off right <clears throat> so you guys all know angler's choice uh mr randy carter will be the uh, tournament director for them for next year uh mr chris lucas stepped down at the end of uh last year and this is gonna be good for chris i asked him to need a fishing partner by the way and i think he still does need a fishing partner for any of you guys out there who are looking for one get up with him on social media but uh yeah so randy taking over going To be a great year. He's you know, he did a great job filling in when Chris went to Sons football games and took care of family stuff, and now he's gonna be you know the full-time gig. And you know, Randy's been pretty much from what I've been told, he's the man at English Choice. Now he's running a lot of the shop, taking care of a lot of things, but uh we had a great time. You gotta see everybody catch up with different people, like I said. <clears throat> and one thing, guys, if you have not had a chance to get down there. Even if you're not looking for a boat, just want to browse the shop. Their tackle shop, guys, for Martinsville, Virginia. And in that area, I say at least a 50, maybe a hundred mile radius is awesome. I am not lying, guys. They have everything. I mean, it was 10% off in the store. I know a lot of the guys online have been doing a 10% off um, of their new online tackle store. So, Lots of great product, lots of great stuff. And it was great to get to see a lot of awesome anglers at the um, Angler's Choice Open House. And glad to see it back because they've done virtual themselves. I think the last two, uh, maybe even three years virtually for them. So it's good to be back and it's good to be back on the expo scene. Um, Guys, like I said tonight, We have Mr. Matt Airy. Got to catch up with him down there. It was one of the things we've been trying to get on. And it's kind of sad. Geek really wanted to be on tonight's show because really wanted to catch up with Matt. But we got Carolina's Mr. Matt Airy on with us tonight. But before he comes on, everyone, we got something to talk about. We got a couple things to talk about. First is Wildland Coffee. There it is right there. For you guys, I'm drinking it tonight. Wildland coffee in a tea bag. Who are we kidding? Coffee is definitely a necessity. Simply boil eight ounces of water. Drop the real ground coffee bag in it in for eight minutes and enjoy. For a stronger flavor, leave in soaking in there for more than eight minutes, guys. It's simple, easy, eight minutes, uh, and use code bascast 10 to get 10% off your first purchase of Wildland Coffee and go to wildlandcoffee.co! to order coffee from Wildland Coffee. I'll go to your Google, whatever you guys use for search, and just type in Wildland Coffee and order some today. I ain't gonna lie to you guys, this will be with me at every tournament this year in 2023. And I've got some other news coming from Wildland Coffee in the next few weeks that it's gonna be even better for the Basscast.com. So and Basscast Radio. So really looking forward to that. Guys, we got a new sponsor. I want to thank our new sponsor, Fish It App. Fishing is more than just a hobby, guys. It's a passion. And like all passions, it deserves to be captured and remembered forever. Every cast, every catch, every moment on the water is worth remembering. And with Fish It Logbook app, you can do just that. Our logbook features lets you save every fishing trip, every detail forever, no more forgotten memories or missed opportunities. But that's not all, guys. With our Insights feature, You can see how you're performing. Get statistics on your top catches, average catch size per technique or per water temp. And more knowledge is power and in fishing. Knowing your numbers can make the difference. And that's not all. Our filter options let you dive deeper into your logbook. Want to know how you performed during the summer months? Want to see how you did during overcast days? With Fishit Logbook App, you can filter through your logbook and statistics to find what you're looking for. So, why wait, guys? Start capturing your fishing memories today. Download Fishit Logbook App now and start logging your catches, getting insights, and filtering through your logbook like never before. Fishit Logbook App is available on the App Store, Google Play Store, or visit fishit.app. That's Fish It Logo Book, the ultimate tool. Fishermen everywhere. For fishermen everywhere, guys. So, guys, want to thank FishIt Logo Book. Fish It. Head on over and download it today. I've downloaded my copy. We're going to learn more about it over the next few weeks because hopefully weather break here soon we can get out on the water so want to thank two great sponsors for bond two great sponsors for sponsoring bass cash radio all right guys we're gonna be right back here in a minute with mr matt airy all right guys we are back with mr matt airy welcome to the show man we appreciate you coming on and talking with us tonight we've tried to hit you up a couple times and you're a busy man brother no <laughs> i appreciate
2: you having me on brian i think we got a um just we had a little miscommunication which was 100 my fault there one time i believe and yes we ran into each other at the open houses past weekend i said let's do it let's do it now let's do it asap and uh, i'm glad you hit me up because uh, perfect timing before the season
1: gets underway that is true and we're only two weekends away is that right yeah i'll leave a week from friday yeah so we're we're for you guys who are playing fantasy fishing with the Basscast.com, don't forget you need to sign up and pick your play, pick your uh team because you, you got a chance to win a lot of prizes and money from the BassCast. But yeah, we're really close to the 2022, 2023 season. Are you ready, man? The boat's the boat's set up, the boat's ready. Boat's ready. Uh I'm
2: ready. Tackle's still getting there. We uh I kind of revamped. I finally I've got you can see behind me on the floor like the red, black Tupperwares on the floor yeah. over my shoulder there. So I finally – all my soft plastic tubs that I carry all my soft plastics in in my truck, and I've had the same tubs for, like, eight years now, and I really just didn't want to change. (laughs) Um, But they were, like, starting to corrode and the handles had had broken and everything else. So I'm changing all my soft plastic tubs out, working on reorganizing all my tackle, and hopefully in the next three to four days, fingers crossed, we'll be ready to rock because I'm not a guy that can get to these events and just be – just have – crap everywhere like i gotta be very organized or my mind just goes out the window so i like organization
1: yeah i like organization as well and you know that's you know a lot of us around here fish out of a kayak and you know you gotta think you got a big boat we got a little kayak and we got to be organized be able to find everything and find it fast because you can't you know you can't have you know in a bass boat shoot you probably i don't know 20 rods ready to go you can take like five and you got to know that's the five you're going to carry and you got to be rigged up and ready to roll. So uh, what's what's some of the tips that you're what did you change? What's the, what did you go to for your tackle organization?
2: <clears throat> well, I switched to these these newer, more durable Tupperwares or not Tupperwares with these heavy duty uh, composite boxes. Actually, I just went to Walmart and picked up the heaviest. OK, OK. Boxes. So, um, and then most of all my tackle stays, I've actually got a couple of big cardboard boxes that I organize all my 3700s in and my deep 3700s and then regular 3700s for the most part. And then I've got some terminal tackle boxes, um, that I really like. And then I've got a lot of smaller boxes that I have, uh, more niche stuff in like spy baits and flies for when we go up North and little things like that, little gadgets and gadgets. And, um, I've got some smaller, like, uh, I don't even know what model they are, but they're they're only about that big, and I've got a lot of stuff in those little bitty boxes too. But um, as far as organization in my truck, man, I the Tupperwares and then the big cardboard boxes with all the 3,700s and stuff mm-hmm. organized, so where I have easy access. I do have a Lear Locker in my top where I keep some uh, extra reels and line and things like that just, uh, just in case I need access to those things. And then uh, I keep some extra
1: tools and stuff in there too because you never know um, what you're going to run into on the road. So, Matt, you're a pretty young dude, man you've had a great career in your elite seasons so far since starting in 2019. Um, what got you into this world of bass fishing? How did it begin for you? Oh Lord.
2: Um, you know, honestly, I was fortunate enough to grow up on a small lake here in, uh, Shelby. Well, really Kings mountain is called Moss Lake. Uh, it's actually where Brian thrift and Andy Montgomery and myself grew up fishing tournaments. It's the first lake that we all fished tournaments on as teenagers (laughs) <laughs> and I was fortunate enough to live on the lake and uh you know I've got an older brother and a younger brother my mom and dad but nobody in my family really fished which is probably makes it even weirder but um I started it's yeah,
1: really weird
2: yeah I started it's just something like I remember watching Bassmasters and it's just like when I was a kid on TNN Outdoors and that shows my age you said I was young but that kind of shows my age there uh I uh I started watching it as a kid. It's just something I was always infatuated with. And just the challenge of, you know, triggering one of those fish to bite, I think, is what intrigued me at an early age. And man, I I, I told my guidance scouts in elementary school, you know, they asked you what you want to be. What do you want to, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I told them a bass master. That's what I told them. And of course, she looked at me kind of funny when I said that, I'm sure. But (laughs) honestly, the dream started when I was. Five, six, seven years old, and and uh, and I've never looked back, man. I, you know, I did go to college and and got my uh, got my degree in agricultural business management with a minor in uh, economics, uh, which does help in our industry, believe it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, half of what we do is is business and and sponsor promotions and, um, you know, selling product and and you know, we uh, a lot of that has really helped me. I took some public speaking courses in college, and oh, that's uh, awesome. That's what you know. A lot of the kids that they need to understand coming into this world now. It's it's just as much. Um, selling as it is catching fish and you got to catch fish to get credibility but at the same time you need to you need to be an extrovert you need to be willing to talk to people you need to be willing to do what we did this this past weekend Brian and go to the shows and interact engage and and that's what the people want you know that's what the people want to they want they want to come out and want to get tips they want to engage they want to talk fishing which I love to do right I'll talk hunting fishing outdoors whatever um but yeah man it's it's it was a dream of mine at a very very young age and and got some lucky breaks actually. Uh, you know, we talked about that at anglers choice and we did a little, uh, angler panel up there on stage with everybody and, um, started, I had a job right out of college selling boats at a dealership here in Shelby, North Carolina <laughs> called anchor Marine. And the mm-hmm. owner who actually, uh, the owner who actually, um, had provided some boats uh, for Paul Elias. He was a pro craft dealer years and years ago. And some of the old school guys would come up there and get their boats. He knew what it took and he knew the time that it took to be, to chase a dream of professional fishing. And, and he w- allowed me the time off to go chase that dream. And, and I'll never forget that. And he's passed away now, but he was, one of the uh one of the big reasons that I made it because he would give me eight, nine, ten days off in a row oh, wow. to go do these tournaments and then come back and work Monday through Saturday. So I had a job that allowed me to do it. And that's that was a big part of it.
1: Do you remember your first tournament? When you say first tournament, you mean like first tournament period? Yeah, like when you like one where you actually paid money and went and fished and you know, the yeah. whole a hundred
2: percent. So I did, I dabbled in some club tournaments soon after this, but the very first event I actually ever fished. Well, I'll tell you the first attempt at fishing a tournament Okay, okay. the Thursday okay. nighters, the, the Thursday nighters on Moss Lake, where we grew up fishing, where I was just talking about. So yeah. they have Thursday night derbies. They still run them. They, they've run them for like 30, 35 years. Holy and they cow. run them from six to nine 30 on Thursday nights. Usually they get about 25 to 30 boats thereabouts. And I had a 12 foot bass tracker It was called the Tadpole 12. I had got a five horsepower force, which was made by Mercury Marine back then. It was a little tiller handle force motor and I had a trolling motor on the front, but it was a, it was a tiller steer trolling motor. And my dad and I had built my, but I had it on the front. So when you reversed, you went forward. I wanted to be like a Bassmaster, right? So I wanted to be, I wanted to look like a Bassmaster. (laughs) My dad and I on a 12 foot John boat. Now we had built a little deck on the front of this 12 foot John boat so I could, Looked like a bass master You know, I had a front deck. I had a five. I had a trolling motor on the front. I had a little eagle fish finder. Remember the little eagle fish finders? Yeah. Used to show the used to show the actual. They looked like the goldfish. The fish. Yes. You know, yes. On the reader, That's and so uh, funny. It, and it would beep real loud. Like you could turn the beep off, but I don't think that thing ever identified an actual bass the entire time I had it. So I had a long story short. I had a, a thirty-five or forty quart cooler in the middle of the boat with a Mister Bubbles suction cup aerator in it that i had hooked up to a battery and it took me like 20 minutes to get to the ramp with my five horsepower motor and i went down the lake because we, we live on the lake we had a dock there and i went all the way down the lake and i went to pay my entry fee and i was so excited dude! i could i was so excited i couldn't wait and a buddy of mine was with me went up there to pay the entry fee He so well, what are you fishing out of matt and i showed him well where's your live well and i showed him my live well and he told me my live well wasn't sufficient enough and he wasn't gonna let me in a tournament oh, and i dang. was like like, I was heartbroken. Like, I was, it just beat me down. So, I said, well, what do I need to do? And he said, well, you need to get an actual live well, you know, whatever. I mean, I had a cooler with the Mr. Bubbles in it, right? I thought it was a pretty good idea. And it, and it kept fish alive good, like, from the time that I put fish in there. Right. Um, so, anyway, next step up, we got us a little 16-foot bass tracker. And then the first tournament I fished was a Moss Lake Thursday nighter. And I had probably fished, God, two or 300 of those tournaments since. But that was uh, kind of where I cut my teeth. Uh, but that was my first attempt at a tournament. And then shortly thereafter, we upgraded to a 16-footer that had an actual live ball system in it. And uh, and they would allow me to fish after that. Now, I did fish some in the back of some of my buddies' boats that were in some right, of the bass right. first, first tournament out of my own boat with me doing my own thing, making the decisions, was
1: a Thursday nighter here at Moss Lake. Well, it's pretty interesting. You said earlier, you know, living on the lake and just having, you know, a family that had no interest in bass fishing, But it's pretty cool that your dad did help you put together your first John boat. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, he uh, he was an
2: integral part in getting me started in professional fishing because so he had a, a chain of convenience stores and he was in the oil distribution business for years and years before he started building those stores in 1981. They were called one stop food stores and being in the in the fuel business they were actually for my first two years as a pro in 2007 to 2008 they were my fuel sponsor so they actually covered all my fuel costs in my truck and boat to travel the country now that didn't pay my entry fees but that was a big help in getting right. started and he supported me all the way up until I, I started fishing professionally in 2007 always helped me out with my fuel and uh i guess that was one of the perks of having a dad that was in the in the oil business True. And uh, it was a good it was a good a good little write-off for him too i'm sure so
1: how far did his one stops come up like up the east coast because i think we had one here you you might have had one so but his he had a, I i think roughly hit about 17 stores
2: at okay. one time but the, the closest the closest i mean the furthest one away from shelby probably within an hour and a half of here okay um, we had a few <laughs> in south carolina we had a couple as far west as like saluda north carolina um, but none up in the Virginia area or anything like that. But there probably was – you probably did see, like, a one-stop food store because it was a common name, right, back then. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, actually, it's crazy. We still got one today. It's the only one left around here that's, like called oh, one Oh, one-stop? Yeah. That's, like, 15, oh. 20 minutes from the house. So that's pretty funny. Um, so let's dive into the season. Look back. You know, I was – I'm a big numbers geek, and I was looking further back. You've imp- a pr- improved – each and every year. I mean, you're, you know, wins, losses, ties, you name it. Things that, you know, Matt's moved up the ladder. There hasn't been a year where you've like fallen back. What do you think has helped you in this climb to where you are today? And you finished sixth in points last year. So, I mean, 2022 yeah. was awesome for you, brother.
2: You know, I uh, appreciate that. I, I've i tried to kind of base my career on, on... – making championships, um, being consistent. Uh, I I was fortunate to win a couple FLW tour events back in 14, 15, but I have not, I've been close, but I haven't won an elite event yet. Um, That being said, I would trade a win each year, not a Bassmaster Classic win, but a win each year in order to make that Bassmaster Classic each and every year to have a shot at that title because that's the title that I want: Um, Angler of the Year and Bassmaster Classic. If I get a blue trophy along the way, That's great. But the goal is to make those classics. And I think just becoming a very open-minded angler, um, you know, the older I've gotten, the more I've realized, you know, don't do, you know, you hear guys say this all the time, like fish your strengths, fish your strengths, fish your strengths, but I'm not a guy that has like a specific strength. I never have been, but I've always been a guy that was willing to do whatever it took to catch bass at any given time. So I've tried to learn every technique I can and become good not proficient necessarily, but good and confident in every technique out there. So anytime a situation arises, whether I'm up north catching smallmouth in 40 right. foot of water or at Lake Okeechobee swimming a worm through Kasumi grass in six inches of water, you know, I was comfortable doing that. So, um, you know, I think that that what that does is it, it allows you to to be a consistent angler, cash a lot of checks and make championships. Um, that's what my career has revolved around. And that's kind of how I've always prided myself on being a um, an open-minded and, and versatile angler, just in order to make sure I cash those checks, get those points and make those championships. Cause as long as you make those championships uh, every year, you're going to be in this for a long, long time. I feel like, and, and you know, obviously the the business side, like we spoke of earlier.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. You've made you, 20 you've sized the first year you come into the bass to bass semester, 20, 21, 22, and now 23, you're back at a classic. So there's three class, it'd be four classic appearances in a row for you. So back to, you know, going to Tennessee, you fishing in the river. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Actually, my worst finish in 2020 – we weren't there last year. We were there in 2021. Yes. My, I think it's my worst finish since I joined the elites in 2019 was at Loudon so and <laughs> Um Now, that was a – that was a crap show. I mean, it was – Super cold, changing conditions. I made a lot of dumb decisions that tournament. learned a lot at that tournament. Right. I've only fished that lake, I think, three times in my career, that river system, and three times in my career. Not the river system, but Loudon and Telico, which right. is arguably probably the worst section of the Tennessee River. But we're going to be there at the end of March, which I like. I, I've, I've always um, – historically, I've done well in, in pre-spawn events, especially like late pre-spawn events, right before they're getting ready to do their thing. So weather pending, I think it's going to set up really nice – um, for there to be a lot of big smallmouth call and a lot of big largemouth call. Um, it's going to be a fun tournament. It's going to be a huge turnout because Knoxville, like it shows out for any bass oh, tournament. Yeah. Um, so shoot, man, I, I like the way it's looking. I, I li- like my chances just as much as anybody else's. Um, I'm very comfortable that time of the year. I'm just going to have to really, you know, buckle. The first classic I fished 2019 Bassmaster Classic at Lake Guntersville, um, the first one I ever qualified for.
0: more than once actually do i have to say yes you do in the car before my kids pta meeting really yes excuse me what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky i never win and tell well there you have it you could get lucky anywhere playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. play for free right now are you feeling lucky no purchase necessary void by prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details
2: it was awesome it was a little overwhelming but then you know, and I thought I thought going into it like ah, oh, you fished eight or nine forest wood cups. You've been at the you know mm-hmm. the, the big the big tournaments, fishing for the big money in front of a lot of fans and, and friends, and 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 live been on live and all that stuff. And but the classics, it just hits different. It's just it's the show of all shows, right? It is the pinnacle of our sport, and. I was a little overwhelmed, to be honest with you. Even 10 years deep in my career, I was a little overwhelmed. But then the next year, I knew I had one goal in mind, and you make the Classic, you go there to win the tournament. Second, third, fourth, whatever. I finished right. second Classic. I know what that means. I know how bad that hurt. Um, I don't want to be there again. I want first, and that's all I want. Um, and that's that's the reason that we fish Classics, is to try to win them.
1: You know, if, me and uh, Geek have talked to a lot of different anglers this year, and a lot of anglers, you know, who are trying to get back to the elites who made the swap and, you know, that's one of their biggest things is we miss, we miss being up on that classic stage. Yeah. There's no, there's no,
2: there's no feeling like it. I mean, they're really it. And, and like I said, the, the first one was such a man, it was, it was, it was like surreal because like we saw about earlier, it was something that I watched as a kid and would I ever dream I'd actually be on that Bassmaster classic stage, much less having an opportunity to win it. You know, I mean, no, yeah. absolutely not. So, Every every time I get an opportunity to fish a Bassmaster Classic, you know, I try not to take it for granted and uh and to stay humble because I I, I know where it all began and I know how hard it is to really get there. Um I know what those guys are going through, man. And, and you know when the big split happened back in 2018, 2019, you know, with the MLF deal and the the Elite deal, it was a it was a bad deal for a lot of guys. A lot of guys got short into that stick and and those are a lot of the guys that you're seeing come up through the opens. Um Right. The opens is, is the gauntlet, man. Like it is the gauntlet like that, that felt like, I don't wish that on my worst enemy, but when you make it though, you know, you get, you know, I was one of the ones that got invited over to fish. Like I didn't have to go through that. Right. Um, but I know I have a lot of close friends that have been through that and there's a lot of really, really, really good fishermen in this country that will never see the elite platform. And it's a shame. True. It truly is a shame.
1: That is very true. You know, as like you were saying about being your first, and now this will be your fourth um, Bassmaster Elite Bassmaster Classic. What's something that you could give maybe someone out there that this is their first time coming to the Classic? Well, I- that, you know, being in front of the media, like <laughs> crazy people like me, and you know, all the rest of them are trying to get content and all that good stuff. You know, just
2: do your thing, stay the course, and do your thing. Keep a clear head. It's gonna the the hardest thing to overcome is is all the lights and the cameras and the you know, just the just the excitement that surrounds that that tournament. I mean, it is a it's literally like for us as English, it's like a nine day event, right? Because we probably right. start like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday's a moving day. We got media days, we got official practice days where we go through all the routine. We got the champions night dinner. Like it is a it's a like an eight, nine day job. Um, that's really, really hard to stay focused on why you're there because there's so many different, you know, outside factors that are playing a role in, in the way, you know, this works right here. Um, You know, my advice would be just to, just to keep a clear head stay the course and do your thing. You're there for a reason. And that's because you're a great angler and, uh, and and keep the confidence and know that you're there and you're capable of winning. All
1: right. Let's roll back to 2022. Uh, Like I was saying earlier, you had an awesome year finished sixth in points. Let me scroll back up here on the computer screen. Uh, Mississippi River finished sixth. You had three top twenty finishes. Um, let's see here: Pickwick, you finished thirteenth um, in Chickamauga. Eleventh Academy Sports, the the uh, like I said, the Bassmaster Classic. You finished fourteenth in Gunnersville. So I mean, it was a great year for you, dude. Yeah, overall, I mean,
2: <laughs> when you get close to the end of the season. You know, you, then you start thinking. I try not to think about Aoi until you know. I mean, everybody looks at it. We'd be lying mm-hmm. if we, we did But the last tournament of the year, you know, I knew if I won the it's tournament, be I close. Couldn't. Yeah, but it. You know, thinking back, like Lake Fork was a. You know, if I had to do over, it'd be Lake Fork. Lake Fork. I made some pretty stupid decisions. I had a pretty decent practice there. Not great, but a pretty decent practice. And uh, it just kind of it never really developed for I me mean, during the tournament. Caught a lot of fish um but fork is one of those lakes that where if you're not catching six seven pounders you're not even in right. the game you know so i mean i had like 16 or 17 pounds the first day and i think i was in 40th place or something like that like middle of the pack um and then the second day i tried to make some adjustments that obviously weren't the right adjustments ended up weighing like 12 13 pounds and fell all the way to 60 something place and i think that was my worst finish this year and you know you can sit here yeah. all day long and say you turn that into a top 10 you make a run at the AOY, but at the same time that's 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 why it's the AOI. Like you can't have a hiccup. And right. you know, Politic, you know, dude had an unbelievable season, had zero yeah. hiccup. Um his point total this year was sky high. Uh, and that was uh and, and you know, he earned it. And and that's what the AOI title is all about. You were the best uh professional at every single event for the entire season for that year. And that's 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 awesome.
1: I mean, you know, Kevin Vietnam, he won a bunch of classics. But you know, and, but he was always that, you know, that consistent angler. And, uh, you know, like you are saying, that's what it takes to win AOI is you don't necessarily have to hold up a trophy. You just got to be consistent throughout the whole entire year. How does you, you know, a lot of these events are, I mean, even for me in the media side, back to back to back, how do you mentally go from each event to each event without spinning out, keeping your mindset straight, and keeping your mind on the task at hand. You know, I think I chalk that up. I chalk a lot of that up to experience. You know, I've,
2: I've had a lot of, uh, mishaps throughout my career. I've been doing it, I guess, 14 years full time now. And, you know, you just can't, I mean, I know it's cliche, but you just can't dwell on the past. I mean, even losing yeah. a fish, the hardest thing is recovering after you lose one in the middle of a tournament that, you know, could have cost you 10,000, 20,000, a hundred thousand dollars, whatever. Um, you know, that's, that's something that it's, it's something you really can't teach. It's just something you have to experience and, and you have to, you know, you have to have a very, very strong mental game to fish at this level and be consistent because you're going to have bad tournaments. Like that's inevitable. Everybody has bad tournaments. I don't care who you are. Um, and when you do, it's, it's how you, you know, overcome that adversity and move on to the next one and not think about that event and what happened at that event. And you're able to perform in the next event. It's the same reason a, a professional, whatever, you know, NFL guy can, Lose one of the biggest games of the year, and then go back the next weekend and just crush whoever they're playing. You know they're yeah. strong individuals, and they're there for a reason. And and if you have a weak a weak mental game, you'll never make it at this level because, like I said, you're you're going to face a lot of, um, a lot of uphill battles uh, during the tournaments, after the tournaments, before the tournaments, and in between the tournaments. Um, you just got to <laughs> knock those little demons off your shoulder and and keep on rolling with a positive attitude. And and you know Swindle talks about PMA all the time,
1: positive yes. mental. And that's so important in our sport. You know, it's those long truck rides by yourself and you, you know, I don't know if, you know, how often you take your wife or whatever, but you know, a lot of it's probably by yourself, hundreds of miles traveling to the next lake and thinking about what you could have done different that could have changed the whole entire outcome of the event. So yeah, I mean that it would drive you crazy. It can, you know, I I actually, I listen to a lot of podcasts
2: actually when I'm uh when I'm traveling and listen to a lot of music and I talk on the phone a lot, whether it's to sponsors, friends, family, you know, I, I stay on the phone. I mean, I, I went to Oahu last year out in South Dakota for one of our events. And it's like 23 hours from my driveway. And honestly, like I don't hardly remember 17 hours of it. Cause I was either listening to stuff or I was talking on the phone. So um, I try to occupy my, my time to where my mind is, is clear and free and just, just having a good time and enjoying the moment we get, you know, cool thing about our job is we get to see a lot of really cool things traveling True. all over the country, and um and i try to soak in those moments because it's still you know we find ourselves taking this for granted sometimes when we're been doing it especially like myself been doing it for 14 or 15 years but um you know i i, I still have to wake up some days and pinch myself and and realize that i'm i'm, li- I'm truly living my dream and try to appreciate every moment of that
1: i looked back the other day and I had someone look it up and I've been doing this for 14 years. So it's like, holy cow. Yeah. (laughs) I said, I keep telling people over a decade and I'm like, somebody look it up. And it's like 14 years, Brian. I'm like, gosh, I was stupid back then. Cause I started the, it was the second year. No, the first year Bassmasters came to Smith Mountain Lake, which is my home lake. And uh, I think that was the year Kevin Van Dam won. And then they came back again. And that was the year Ski Reese won off the big swim bait mm-hmm. from California. He was showing off to everybody. And ain't nobody seen anything freaking long. and He's throwing it up and down the shallows. And, uh, yeah, he ended up winning it that year. And we it just didn't work out for the community. But it is what it is. We have the big bass tour here now on Smith Mount Lake twice a year. And that's, you know, for our area, it, brings in eight or 900 anglers which helps out yeah, the community good. yeah and it, we were actually the first location they did it twice in a year once in the spring and once in a fall and, okay. I and i think they now i think they do it in other locations twice a year so it's a big to do around here on smith mountain lake <clears throat> absolutely Hi, right, classic 2023 well let's I always ask everybody about 2022 ever, you know, besides the one event that you did have a rough day, if there was something you could have said, yeah, I could have done differently or look back at 2022 and said, you know, mindset, what could I have done? What could I change? What would that have been, man? What, you know, well, you it, so would you actually know. Probably,
2: it would be one specific fish loss. And when I say fish loss, like, You have to go on my TikTok. I've only posted like five videos on TikTok in my life, but it's again, it's like one of those necessary evils that the anglers were, you know, need to have them, whatever. So, and I think it's on, I think I put it on Instagram as a reel or something too. Yeah, it was on Instagram, but it was an Oahi fish and it was a five pounder, a giant. Wow. And I got the fish in the boat. And I don't know if you've seen this clip, but I actually got the fish in the boat and it was stuck in my ranger between my driver's seat and like, the The side of the boat. It was down in the boat, like it was stuck. Like it was hard for me to get it out. But if the fish was in the boat, it was landed. Yada yada yada. Well, I picked the fish. I finally get him out. I have to like push him forward and grab. I grab him by the mouth and I finally yeah. get him out. And I had to lift him up, like over my electronics and over the console to get him in the center of the boat. Well, I mean, I lift him up and I come over the and he flops and for some crazy reason got oh, out geez. of my hand hits the side of the boat, goes back in the water. I reach down there and grab the line. That's a no-no. That's a rookie mistake. You never grab the line. This was an eight-pound line on a swim bait, by the way. Ooh. And I grabbed it, and I thought the fish was like, he was just laying there, so I'm like, I'll get him back in the boat. And he just barely wiggled, and the line snapped. And I'm sure it had already gone through the gauntlet being down there between right. my feet and all that stuff, rubbing on the boat. It'd done all kinds of crap. And I hadn't retied yet, because the jig, the swim bait was still in his mouth. Um, so I actually literally dropped the fish back in the lake and lost him that way. I've never lost a fish like that in my life, but hindsight's twenty twenty. But if I could reverse anything, I would have taken that sucker and I would have put him in my lap and probably cradled him with both arms and maybe even petted him a little bit and gave him a little kiss <laughs> and uh, babied him and put him in a live well as opposed to trying to lift him and bring him up over the console like an idiot. Uh, and then when he went back in the lake, he was still hooked good. But um, I grabbed the line like that's that's like a fish landing no no like never grab the line never ever grab the line like we all do it we're all guilty of it but oh yeah Denny Brower said that years ago in a seminar and I listened to it and I was like hmm makes perfect
1: sense and to this day I still tend to grab the line sometimes wow all right let's move on 2023 Lake Okeechobee we kick it off like I said the 16th through the 19th guys I uh, had to Lake Seminole after that directly after that uh and then the bassmaster classic um we go to lake murray santee cooper Lake lay lake sabine river again and uh the saint Clair. how's matt feeling about 2023 and the lakes that i and rivers that i just mentioned there
2: oh man it, you know it, it's it's gonna be a It'll be a pretty epic year. Just looking at the schedule and look at the timing of the tournaments. Yeah. It's going to be great for the fans of the sport. They're going to get to see a lot of giants caught. I mean, you look at the first two events, Okeechobee and, and Seminole. I know Okeechobee's dealing with some high water, but they're still catching big ones down there. It's been warm down there like all winter and hadn't even got cold. So oh, the wow. fish have been fighting down there. Uh, Seminole has been on fire the last couple of years. I'm glad the tour's going back there because I haven't been there in years and years. And when I was there, it was kind of in a downswing but now we're going back in an upswing and, and I talked to my roommate Canterbury the other day and he said, dude, if we hit it right, he could see 90 to hundred pounds, easy to win that tournament. Holy uh, cow! All three of the the Northern swing tournaments, Champlain, St. Lawrence and St. clair will be smallmouth slugfest. We all know that. Um, you know, you're talking 80, 90, maybe even a hundred pounds to win most of those events, not Champlain, but right. St. Lawrence, St. Clair for sure. Um, and then, I mean, Santee Cooper and Lake Murray. Lake Murray's been on fire lately, guys. They had a tournament there, like, two weeks ago. Took 29 pounds to win. It took 20 pounds just to get in the top 10. Holy so, cow. Lake Murray's on – I mean, we're going to be going to some, some premier lakes when they're actually fishing on an upswing. You know how lakes cycle up and down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, four or five of the lakes on our schedule this year are, like, fishing unbelievable. So – um it's good. I mean, I'm excited. I mean, Hey, I get to catch a lot of fish this year and we get to go to some lakes, at some great times. I might even have an opportunity to double digit fish. So yeah. uh, are you going to hit the century? I, yeah. how can hit you the hundred pound mark. Yeah, that's right. I don't have a century, but I've, I've never really even been close. Uh, so I'm excited to have an opportunity to go to some places where, Hey, that might could actually be a reality.
1: What do you think? What do you think? You know, like you said, you're close to AOI 2023. Are you going to have to change something from yourself or just like you said earlier, you know, fish your strengths and fish what you know, you become a multi-talented angler. You know, is there something you got to do different?
0: It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW approved, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. So lock in AOI for 2023. You know, I did talk
2: to. Uh... I believe I was talking to Kumar uh with uh, um bass blaster the other week and we did a little five question deal that he does on his newsletter mm-hmm. and he had asked me something similar and I said you know at this point in my career doing it for 14 years like yourself I I have I have been consistent and I have made some runs I've had some top tens in the points and things like that but I've never like a six a ninth you know a tenth, things like that like you're it's a great finish but you're really not in the running for the AOI unless you're in right. the top three, because there's always two or three guys that really separate themselves. Um, in order to do that, I look. if you look at those guys that won those AOIs, nine times out of ten, those guys took some pretty big risks along the way somewhere throughout their season. And that's something I've never really done much of. I've never been a big fan of locking if I didn't have to. I've never been a big fan of super long runs and rough water if I didn't have to. If I could figure out how to cash a check, get my points and make that championship, right? Like that's the decision I made. That was my bailout. Right. So to answer your question, I, you know, I may be presented with a situation um that if I feel like I'm I'm Lord willing in the running to to chase an AOI title and I have to make a, a high risk, high reward decision, then I may do the high risk you know, the high risk deal, because I understand that, you know, a lot of times that's what it takes to, to win an AOI. And that's not something I've done much of throughout my career.
1: Podcast, man. Congratulations on the show. Let's talk fish with you and Mr. Uh, Brian Thrift. How'd this whole podcast thing come about for you guys? Or was <laughs> well, this think- like everybody else in COVID started a podcast?
2: Well it was pre it was pre-COVID actually. It okay, so, so you
1: you are the one uh, pre-COVID. The rest of them are all I mean everybody yeah. had a podcast in COVID. I mean it's like what are we gonna do yeah. with ourselves? It is funny, they started
2: really coming out of the woodwork over the past like couple of years, especially around the house. So there's like four or five local ones now. Like there was another one today that popped up on my Facebook feed, um, like up here at Lake Hickory. And uh, there's one there. There's like a, there's like a lake. Mike T. Wright, buddy of mine. They do a fishing Legends Live, him and Scott Hamrick, which is local Lake Norman. Mm -hmm. There's another one down here at a tackle store, um, Rusty Hook's tackle, excuse me, that Shane Lineberger and David Winters do together. Uh, Yeah, they're everywhere now. But to answer your question, it was actually a a guy named Jeff Walsh who I met. Jeff Walsh is actually the man behind Lunker Text, if you've ever heard of Lunker Text. I've heard Um, of Lunker Text. So he actually got with me i met him at a uh, um it was a little uh charity function here in town and i met him about six years five or six years ago right before we actually started the podcast and he said hey man um you know with you and brian thrift here 10 minutes apart have you ever thought about getting together and doing a podcast or you know doing a live show or whatever and i said no not really and he said well y'all are crazy <laughs> to have to have y'all two this close by and, and not to you know be able to 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 get out there and do something like this. He said, it'd be too easy. So he's, he's the one, Jeff Walsh is the one who set this up. Oh, he cool. started it. Um, Brian and I don't even know how to turn on the microphone. So if it wasn't for Jeff, we'd probably never have a podcast. Oh, <laughs> well, my definitely. Gosh. definitely um, and then we started doing some, we wanted to do it live for a while, just from yeah. the engagement standpoint, because as professional anglers, and it took us years and years to learn a lot of the stuff that we know, um, we wanted to share some of that with, with the fans and, and the up and comers and especially the college kids and the high school kids. We have a lot of those kids that watch and listen to our show and um, we wanted to engage with them and give them an opportunity to ask us questions. You know, what does it take to be a pro? Um, what's life like on the road? What's your favorite springtime technique? What yada, yada, yada. Right. So we um, we do some live engagement, but then we, we send it to all the podcast platforms, iTunes, Spotify, things oh, like yeah. that. For to listen to later. So um, it's been a it's been a fun ride, man. We have a good time with it. Uh, we kind of shoot from the hip a lot of the time. You know, we we don't have a lot of scripted stuff, which sometimes may get us in trouble. <laughs> and uh, and then there's Thrift, who's like, he's Thrift, you know, like he, he <laughs> him and I are two total opposites, like in yes. our personalities. Um, so it's actually a good thing uh, when when you get opposite personalities together on a show. It actually ends up usually working out for the better.
1: I watched a little bit before I came on tonight. Watch a little bit of the last episode. So, yes, it's a <laughs> it's two opposites attract on this thing right yeah. here.
2: <laughs> Did you? We, we had Wheeler on last
1: week. And that was, yeah, that's, what, that that's was right. Inter,
2: yeah, that was an interesting show. So,
1: the new boat coming out. Holy cow! It's yeah, pretty he
2: pretty. had actually where I'm sitting is where that boat was sitting last week. He was staying at the house for a few days uh, to practice for Redcrest. He was spending some time up at Lake Norman uh, to get ready for their Redcrest in March. So. I got to see that boat firsthand, and it it is interesting to say the least. Um, Interesting. He didn't want me spilling a bunch of details about it, I'm sure, but um, you know, you could find some little tidbits about it online, but it will be released in the classic, which is pretty cool too.
1: That's cool. Yeah. um, Will it be organizational? Organizable. That's the whole thing for me. If I, you know, I I was a big fan of Phoenix when they first came out, and I was a big fan of the um, Lazy Susie in Phoenix yep some people yep. didn't like it. Some people did like it, but I liked it because I could, if I had the money to purchase a boat. But it was really cool because you could lay all your boxes in, spin the wheel, and grab one out, and you didn't have them just stacked on top of each other. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty neat. And it was it was really neat when you know the uh, Phoenix first came out, and I haven't looked at one in years, but it was a really cool layout, and I liked the boat myself. And I said, if I ever buy one. I'm gonna buy a Phoenix. So just because of that, that one thing sold me on the boat. Cause dang the motors are pretty much all the damn same. I mean uh, true. <laughs> I mean, we ain't got but a couple boat motor dealers left. So I mean, you know, it's that's right. There there ain't, right. ain't much to choose from on that. We got about twenty different boat makers. We just got about three or four boat motor makers left. So I mean it's you know, now it's yep. Whichever one you think will work best with for you and the way you fish and your budget, because Anglers Guys sold one this past weekend. Did you get over there, Matt, and look at it? They had a Ranger, I think, sitting there that that fiftieth, that, that anniversary edition it was over hundred thousand dollars. They
2: sold two of they, they. sold two of them. They had two of the fifty fives there. You talking about the gray ones? Yes. Both of them were sold, and both of them sold for between uh, one eleven and one fifteen, depending on how they were rigged.
1: <laughs> oh my yeah. Crazy. Holy cow. That's all I got to say. That that's just crazy. I mean, you know, that's a whole another podcast in itself. Have we priced ourselves out of the market? I mean, really right. and truthfully and honestly. I mean, you know, it got, you know, my dad was in racing in the 70s before I was born, right before I was born. That tells you my age. And you know, it, everything else just kept up and up and up and now it's million dollars to run a race i mean mm-hmm. my parents were four sets of tires and a car and it was it was hauled on the back of a flatbed to a race i mean it wasn't nothing crazy i mean yeah. that was 1970 yeah <clears throat> so now we're at a hundred thousand dollars for and that is a limited edition boat like you said but still they're 60 to 100 decked out with all yeah, the new I, live I scopes like and a,
2: a decked out nitro i think is running running you up there around 90 grand so
1: yeah
0: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Exceeded. Exceeded. Um, Before you go, man, you know, it's wintertime here. We haven't got any snow yet. But, you know, we're expecting snow. Water temperatures are still pretty dang cool. Any great tips that you can give the locals here that Matt, Matt would recommend? If you go take out on the water right now for this wintertime bite. You know, I don't know. uh, You know, uh, Clear water at Smith Mountain Lake is so clear you can see your face. It probably
2: sets up similar to Lake Norman as as far as that's concerning. One thing about Lake Norman is very conditional. So the way I approach a clear water lake, especially in the wintertime, is if you get a lot of wind, a lot of nasty weather, you'd be surprised how many big fish get up shallow to feed. And I'll chase that wind and I'll chase it with like a, a shallow running crankbait um something of that nature but if it's bluebird skies calm slick you'll also be amazed how deep some of those fish will get and stay during the winter so i have catch them i've caught them at norman as deep as 50 feet you know with mud on their bellies you know spotted rights and i I imagine that smith mountain probably has you know both scenarios where you can catch them shallow or you can catch them deep but Mm -hmm. the deep fish the deep fish is going to be your most consistent bite um and you know the the way i like to approach that is i like to take my lorence active target it makes it easy now to get out there, find the bait, tie you on a little Domiki rig. You know, I use a, uh, I actually use my little signature head. It's a, uh, I use a half ounce. So we just came out with a little deal with Pulsefish Lures, and I've got a little signature swim bait head. And what I wanted was I wanted a heavy one with a light wire Gamagatsu hook in it. We've actually got a half ounce and a three eighths. A three eighths has a light wire two all Gammy hook. The half ounce has a light wire three all Gammy hook. So you can still put these little shad imitation baits on there right. and get it down fast. Now, the tip I'll give you, is use your forward-facing sonar if you have it. If not, you can use your 2D, things like that, to locate the fish. Depending on how high they're sitting, if they're sitting really tight in the bottom, I want a super heavy head because I want it to get right down in front of their face super quick because okay. it's hard to keep up with them, right? And hard to put a bait yeah. up right on top of them when we're using forward-facing sonar. If they're high up in the water column, I'll downsize to like a 3 16 or maybe even a quarter, depending on how high they are in the water column. I want a slower fall, and I want it to glide naturally kind of in front of their face. A lot of them will get it before it ever hits the bottom. So – you know, use a heavier weight. If they're tight in the bottom, get it down there super fast. If they're up in the high in the water column, go to a lighter weight, um, on your little Domeki rigging baits. Uh, but
1: that's, that's just a little tip that I'd give them. Matt, appreciate you being on the show tonight. Glad we're able to finally get you on. Thank you so <laughs> much. And, uh, before you go, man, everybody out there, you like, thanks sponsors, etc. Oh,
2: well, you know, you know how our industry is. I mean, you can see that's my number one right there on my hat. You know, Toyota, you see him in the background on the boat. Um, You know, Toyota is a sponsor, it's kind of a dream sponsor for me because I've actually driven Toyota since I got my driver's license when I was 16 years old. So So they are a company that does more for our sport, Uh, a vehicle manufacturer does more for our sport than any vehicle manufacturer out there ever has. Uh, And one thing I would encourage people to do, I'm not going to sit here and name all my sponsors, but you look out there in the industry and you look at these, the big non-endemics, especially the ones that are spending money in our industry and helping support our industry and helping grow our sport. Those are the ones that we need to support in turn. Doesn't have to be all of Matt Airey sponsors, but it needs to be companies that are taking care of us and taking care of our industry and looking out for the future of our sport. So, um, yeah, I mean, Toyota first and foremost, but all those companies
1: that take care of our industry. I got a quick Toyota story on that real quick. So I was, uh, big you know that everybody remembers a little four-wheel drive little the little toyotas that came out with every kid had one back in the day and it, i've actually seen one or two still on the road to this day i wanted one so freaking bad i i love toyota and uh so i went out my family is a big chevrolet person went out and did the whole family thing got a chevrolet and my <laughs> sister my sister she goes out and gets her first car and I'm sitting in my bedroom. My parents don't want out there and went and bought the car. Come back home. I open up the blinds and I said, WTF, that's a Toyota. Man, I was mad as all get out. I said, what in the world is this right here? Said, Look, sis gets whatever she wants, man. <laughs> I went, I, so fast forward 20 years later, that's all I've ever owned is Toyotas. I got a four. I got a four runner. It's almost 300,000 and a Tundra. It's got over 300,000 on it. You just breaking them in so I, I that's what i drive i love my toyotas and it's the best vehicle out there they rust a little bit it's only a bad thing about a toyota they do rust a little bit so keep it well oiled but uh it's a great ride and i love it and it's the best thing you could ever buy d man yeah. appreciate you thank you for coming on thanks for talking with us guys we're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back All right, guys, we really, really appreciate Matt Airy for coming on and talking with us tonight. It was great to catch up with him at the expo. I didn't really bother him a whole lot. We just connected. Let's do the podcast and let him do his thing because that's what he's there for. You know, like I said, the sponsors and everyone that supports him and supports me. That's right. Angler's Choice Marine. So. Thank you to them for putting it on. Had a great time there. And like I said, it's always great to catch up with everyone. Uh, before we leave, we were talking about it, guys. There's an expo coming up. Augusta County Expo is coming up. You guys will be seeing a lot more of that on social media. That is in two weeks. And then we have a break until we go to Red Crest. And then we got another break, which is only a week, guys, until we go to the Bassmaster Classic. So March is going to be slammed for us, and then the season begins. Um. By the way, um, we need one more sponsor. I ain't going to lie. We need two more sponsors, really, for an awesome 2023. If you like sponsor Basscast Radio, like our sponsor right here, or the website itself. Just reach out to us, and we'd love to talk to you. Uh, Guys, don't forget, fishing is more than just a hobby. It's a passion. All I like And like all passions, it deserves to be captured and remembered forever, guys. Every cast, every catch, every moment on the water is worth remembering. And with Fish It Logbook app, you can do just that. Our logbook features let you save every fishing pattern, every detail forever. No more forgotten memories or missed opportunities. But that's not all. With our Insights feature, you can see how you're performing. Get statistics on your top catches, average catch size per technique or per water temp and more. Knowledge is power, guys. And in fishing, knowing your numbers can make all the difference. And that's not all. Our filtered option lets you dive deeper into the logbook. Want to know how you performed during summer months? Want to see how you did during overcast days. with fish it logbook app you can filter through your logbook and statistics to find what you are looking for. So why wait guys? start capturing your start capturing your fishing memories today download fish it logbook app now and start logging your catches. getting insights and filtering through your logbook like never before. Fish It Logbook app, available on the App Store, Google Play Store, or visit fishit.app. That's Fish it Logbook, the ultimate tool for fishermen everywhere. So thank you to them for sponsoring tonight's show. There will be a link so you guys can do, go and download the app. <clears throat> guys, I am going to make another announcement probably tomorrow on social media, so stay tuned to that. But uh, guys, thank you all for listening. Hopefully Geek will be back next week. Um, Like I said, got on a little weather. Hopefully be back to at least 99% because he's got another open house to go to this coming weekend himself. And then, like I said, we get some time off and then we're back to rolling. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for following Bass Cash Radio. Thank you to everyone. Have a great week and we'll be talking to you next week.